Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And, of course, they have Junior Bergen T-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Change is constant, and nowhere is this more true than with your company's network and network security. With an SD-WAN solution from Blackfoot Communications, you get the best of both worlds. A scalable network to quickly connect remote offices and the protection from downtime that ensures your network is always on. For more information, visit blackfootbusiness.com or call 866-541-5000. Blackfoot, connect to more. Polaris Studio. Here is Ryan Tutel and Coulter Nuanez. Welcome back to Tell Nuanez, ESPN Sport 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. We did get music back, I'm happy to announce. It kind of left us there for a minute and then uh, came back. You walk in, everything's going great, and then the machine falls apart. Radio's a very hard thing to do, boys and girls. <laughs> I think the I think the hamster fell off the wheel down in the basement. Anyway, good to be with you. Uh, happy to be here on a Wednesday afternoon. If you missed anything in the first hour of the show, check it out on the podcast, the Two Tell Nuanas podcast. It's available whenever and wherever you get your podcasts. That's the beauty of it. Ease of access, ease of time orientation i don't know is that the right way to say it who cares rate review subscribe check out the podcast anytime you would like it the podcast is available thanks to our friends at blackfoot communications you can also listen live on the world wide web 1029 espn radio is where you go to check out that 1029 espn.com rather.com and uh, you go ahead and jump in the stream on the listen live tab the stream is available all the time thanks to opportunity bank of montana your Local bank, your opportunity. It is time now to go to the Rangish Brothers RV phone line, and we welcome in a young man who is a uh, new recruit to the University of Montana Grizzly football team. He's a tight end and long snapper out of Hewitt, Texas. It's Declan McCabe on the line with us. Declan, thanks so much for being with us. How are you doing this afternoon? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Well, we're very happy to have you on. Now, are you in Hewitt, Texas right now? Where are you at? Uh... Technically, I'm in Waco, Texas, right now. Okay. But, um, yes, I am here. I'm home. Next, next door, right, right outside of, right, right outside of Waco. There. Now, listen. We know that, especially you know, in this day and age with Twitter, with the internet, and everything else, it's really kind of expanded the footprint that teams and players have when you talk about the recruiting process coming out of high school. But what was it that keyed you into the University of Montana, or maybe vice versa, where you go, okay, yeah, this is where I want to go play football up there, bordering Canada. <laughs> yeah, um, well, I mean, the reality is I had a few conversations with the coaches up there, and I just did my research, and it was really just a place that um, just attracted me just because of the natural beauty of the place, but also just the uh, prestigious education that it's going to give me and the reality that I'm going to be able to play with the best of the best at, the big, at one of the biggest levels. And... Um, Talking to the coaches, uh, they're just they're just a bunch of no nonsense guys, and I mean they honestly just made it feel like if I come there, it's going to be home. 
Declan, hey, Coulter Nuanas here. I'm the one you've been communicating with. Thanks so much for jumping on the show with us. Tell us about when Montana first came to you. Was it Coach Pease that first started recruiting you, or who was the initial coach that was your primary recruiter? It was Coach Pease. Um, my dad actually had a connection uh, through his old high school head coach. Uh, the two knew each other back when Coach Pease was at Northern Arizona. And uh, I guess they've kept contact throughout the years, and Somehow my film got across the desk of Coach Pease and Coach Germer, the O-line coach. And, uh, I mean, I guess they just kind of looked at it and they liked what they saw. And from there, Coach Pease reached out, uh, just asked me a few basic questions, and we just took off from there. I thought it was interesting because Montana, years ago, recruited in Texas a little bit. I haven't recruited down there as much, but I thought because Coach Pease has those Southwestern ties, his time at NAU, his time coaching the SEC at Kentucky and Florida, and then also uh, the fact that he was at UTEP for a while, too. I figured he would probably be the guy, so that, that's an interesting fold. But high school football in Texas, as everybody around the country knows, is some of the best of the best. Talk about that element of it. How do you think that's prepared you um, to make the jump to the Division One level? Uh, it's just going to help, uh, especially with the speed of the game. Um, you got guys here at the Texas 6A level that are just some of the biggest and the fastest guys in the state. Um, I mean, it's essentially a college game every game, uh, depending on who you play. And uh, this year especially, we got one of the toughest districts in Texas. And uh, they'll, if they don't prepare me for uh, Division One football, I don't really know what will. How's the season been going so far? Like you mentioned, I mean, you guys are playing in 6A Division Two, which is, I think, the second highest level you can actually play in in the state of Texas. So uh, what's, what's been going on at Midway? How are you guys doing? And, and uh, have you had any interesting tests? Because like you say, I mean, sometimes you might be lined up against a guy who's going to Texas A&M in that level of football. So uh, what's the test been like so far for you, uh, yourself, as well as your teammates? Uh, well, so far we've only just begun our scrimmages. Uh, our uh, season actually got pushed a month back. Uh, 4A down got uh, to start on time, but 5 and 6A had to start. Uh, a month after everybody else got to start uh, just because of population of schools. And so, so far we've only had one scrimmage uh, on Friday night. We actually have our second and then we'll get to start our actual games on um, next Friday. But so far the test has really just been uh, going against a pretty talented uh, Shoemaker High School team and scrimmage. Uh, they gave us a pretty good look. Um, it was the best that we had had, obviously, besides each other. And, I mean, since December, <laughs> that was the last time we were able to suit up. Um, but really the test has just been getting everybody on the same page, uh, just making sure everybody knows their assignments, everybody knows how to block, uh, certain how to block every play a certain way. And, um, I mean, really just becoming a team because, as you know, every year seniors go out, some new guys come in and, it's just finding that chemistry, finding that page that y'all are all on so that once you go into the season, it's go time. I mean, everybody knows what they're supposed to be doing. And when you don't, obviously, you know, when you mess up, when you do end up doing your job, it's a pat on the back and keep moving because we got 10 weeks. And the reality is if we want to keep going past that, we have to play each week like it's our last because nobody really knows what's going to happen as far as COVID or injuries or, I mean, just losing games. So it's just a matter of um, playing as hard as, as hard as we can and uh, just letting everything take care of itself. Declan McCabe joining us. He's a senior at Hewitt, Texas, uh, Midway High School in Hewitt, Texas, just outside of Waco. And it's interesting, some guys want to stay near home, feel more comfortable there. Other guys, you know, really like to go away for college, whether it's for sports or, or, or otherwise. But we know that in Montana – I mean, we got like a million people in the state. You got close to a million people in your in your hometown, practically, right? So, what's it like when you tell friends, family, different people that you know, hey, I'm going to Montana to play football? What kind of reaction does that get? Uh, they get a little, they're a little like, oh, really? I'm like, yeah, it's kind of crazy how it all worked out. <laughs> but um, I mean, I explained it to them a little bit, and so they're like, okay, so you're four hours from Canada. I was like, yep. Okay. I was like, if it puts it in perspective, I used to live in Florida for about 10 years when I was a kid. So I was like, listen, I could go from Florida, obviously to Texas, and then I could go to Montana. 
and I'm exploring the world essentially. Yeah. Um, and they kind of laugh at it when I put it that way, but in the same way, I'm like, look, this, this is their football program. Uh, this is a school and this is what all they have to offer. Uh, and really in my opinion, it's no different than going to A&M. I mean, I would consider them equal schools and I'm excited to go. Um, my family's excited for me to go. Uh, obviously, my mom will miss me a little bit, but I mean, what mom doesn't miss her kid that goes, you know, 24 hours away? <laughs> yeah, that's that's so, right. It's um, good of her to miss you, sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm glad that she'll miss me. I don't know. She may actually not miss me just because she won't have to pay the <laughs> grocery bill every month. The exorbitant, but, uh, the thousands of dollars of, 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 of lettuce and corn and steaks that you go through every uh, three weeks. Yeah, that's that's she could pass that oh, bill I'm on sure. to the Grizzlies. I'm sure. <laughs> but, um, I mean, we're all excited here at my house. Uh, obviously, me being the most excited because I'm the one that gets to go live it. But uh, my family, personally, they're like, wait, so does that mean we get to come visit you during Christmas and we can go skiing and stuff? I was like, uh, yes, that is that is what it means. <laughs> I'm like, awesome. That's great. Have you ever been to Montana? I have not, actually. I'm going to visit, though, in two weeks. Oh, very good. No, right. three weeks. Yeah, no, three weeks. So, I'm what, sorry. what gave you the courage to commit before to a place but without ever actually physically being here? Uh, well, what gave me the courage was honestly just the circumstances that the world's in. I mean, obviously with COVID-19 going on, um, it just kind of puts everybody in a situation where they don't necessarily know what's going to happen tomorrow, which, I mean, nobody really does if you put it in perspective. Um, so... I put it in my mind, I was kind of going through it and I was like, all right, we've lived in Florida for 10 years. That wasn't so bad. We lived in Texas. We've lived in here for, um, five years, six years now. And so, I mean, the reality is that Montana might be a little bit colder and they might have a few different things from Texas, obviously, but at the end of the day, it's, I mean, it's still the United States. It's still a place that I can call home. Um, as I make it my home and I mean, it's an opportunity in my life that I don't want to, I didn't want to get 10 years down the road, look back on it and wonder what would have happened if I would have gone there? Like how would my life have ended up? So the reality is that I just, I was taking a leap of faith. I said, I'm going to do this and I'm going to let the cards fall where they may. I'm going to make the best out of any and every opportunity that I get, uh, when I'm at Montana. And, I mean, obviously the goal is to play in the NFL eventually. Um, so I was looking at it. I was like, okay, Montana, historically good at football. I'm sure they can mold me some way, shape, or form to be what I need to be. Yeah. Um, and so that dream might become a reality one well, day. You never know. Have you, considered, have you considered that commitment itself? Because right now it's 6424 is what I got you listed at. And I know that they're going to want you to put on a ton of weight. So when you're thinking about that transition, are you excited about that? Or what does that take to prepare yourself for the physical transformation you're likely going to have to go through? I'm really excited. Um, I mean, I've been told since I was, uh, I think I was in seventh grade that I was going to have to put on weight because I was, the only reason I ever played the offensive line was because I was tall. And they were like, okay, you're tall, kind of strong. I guess we'll throw you there. Like, okay, works for me. I just want to help the team. And then, I mean, I've been uh, on the O line since I was in seventh grade. Um, and each from seventh to eighth grade, it was like put on weight, put on weight, put on weight. Freshman year, it was put on weight, put on weight. Sophomore, junior, up to now. Um, but to put it in perspective, I came into high school at 170 pounds. So, I mean, it's really just a continuation of what I've been doing my entire high school career. Um, I'm not necessarily worried about it, but it is a goal that I look forward to achieving in the near future. And just it excites me because it gives me something to work on. Um, I'm one of those people that I have to have a project. I have to be doing something that's going to eventually influence my future, whether that be school, sports, or just interacting with people in general. Um so I look forward to the physical transformations. Uh, my mom kind of looked at me and she kind of started crying. I'm like, are you okay? And she said, you're going to be so big. And I was like, uh, well, yeah. <laughs> She's like, and I'm going to have to buy you new clothes. So I was like, great. 
That's way You're cheaper than the that. food bill, Ma. Okay, that's all <laughs> that's right. You could, you could get by on that. Well, Declan, this is awesome, man. We're excited to uh, to track you as you leave Texas and you head up here uh, to Montana over the course of the next year and, and your future as a Montana Grizzly. I'll help you out. One of the sayings we have around here so you're just ready is everything's bigger in Montana. Okay, so you can use that, that when one. you get up here and, and check it out. One thing I got to ask you now, in Waco, okay, you're there, you're in Hewitt, you're do people love or hate Fixer Upper? Where are we at on 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 Chip and Joanna Gaines? Are we into it? We not into it? They bringing too many people oh, to tell what's going on? Well, I wasn't here when the show was like terribly popular, but when I got here, I would look left and look right, and you'd see Magnolia this, Magnolia that, Magnolia this, Magnolia that. And I got to school, and everybody's. Like, Oh my God! I'm picture upper. Oh, this house is on picture upper, and I was just like, "What are y'all talking about?" <laughs> so I finally went and watched it one day. I went and watched it, and I was like, "Oh, this is what this is." And then I kind of realized, and, and then one time I'll never forget. I went to my uncle's wedding all the way out in Phoenix, Arizona, my freshman year, and I was looking around and in the airport, and I looked to my right and to this little bookstore, and I see. The Magnolia magazine just staring right back at me. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I cannot escape this place. <laughs> it follows me everywhere. <laughs> Well, I got news for you, man. You can get that same magazine in Missoula, too. So uh, you can check it out when you get here. But, Declan, hey, man, we appreciate it. Look forward to uh, to, to you and tracking you through your college career. All right, my man? Thank you so much. Declan McCabe. How about that, man? Storytelling, you know fun kid. That's I'm awesome. I'm glad he knew what you were talking about because I got no idea. Of course what you're you don't, about. Coulter. Of course you don't. It's Tutel and Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. And you're the one who's going to tell me what's popular and not in the world. Okay. What, what is this show? Oh, my gosh. It's just, it's unforgivable the <laughs> gaps in your knowledge of pop culture. All right. <laughs> Quick break on the other side. It's time for our ESPN roundtable. Pumped up about this. It's a two for one this week. Catherine Rousseau, who who is uh, the female and Gresh Jensen, who is the male recipients of this year's Little Sullivan Award for the best amateur athletes in the state of Montana. Two great stories, two great people. You'll hear from them both right after this. Hey, right now, it is spectacular outside. It is fall. It's just begun. September, maybe the best month to be out and around in the state of Montana. Go to Kurtz Polaris. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, Highway 83 in Sealy. The weather is warming up, and it's time to get your dirt biking, off-roading, and on-laking activities to a maximum with Kurtz Polaris, okay? Beta and Husqvarna dirt bikes, top of the line in the industry, brand new at Kurtz. You also get the whole range of side-by-sides. You want to go fast, you want to have performance, you get the Razor. You got work to do, you get the Ranger. You got people to haul around, you get the General. No matter what you need to do, what you want to do, it's for you at Kurtz Polaris. Of course, the full line of Crest Pontoon Boats as well. You want to get yourself all tuned up for uh, next year or even the remainder of this one as well. Any season, the way you always envision with Kurtz Polaris online at KurtzPolaris.com. Change is constant, and nowhere is this more true than with your company's network and network security. With an SD-WAN solution from Blackfoot Communications, you get the best of both worlds. A scalable network to quickly connect remote offices and the protection from downtime that ensures your network is always on. For more information, visit blackfootbusiness.com or call 866-541-5000. Blackfoot, connect to more. of our listeners know what Fixer Upper is. 100% of our listeners know who Macklemore is. You are the one in the dark. That's what I think. It's Tutel Nuanas, 10290 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, at Gus Tutel, at 1029 at ESPN. That's Scott Sports MT on Twitter. I'm losing it. I'm just so happy. You are just so mad right now. I'm going to give you a compliment. <laughs> Most people, this is a referendum on them, largely. <laughs> well, certainly. Okay. Reach a point in their lives, which is much younger than you should reach this point in your life. Yes. Where they stop striving to be, quote unquote, hip 
cool, engaged, all of the above. Yeah. I have full confidence that you yourself will never reach that point. Yeah. It's why you're among the coolest and hippest people of all time. <laughs> it will become a flaw of yours as you become older and your beard continues to turn more gray. Yes. But right now, it's great. What you need to realize, though, is most of our listeners are either 50 going on 75 and or 35 going on 75. They don't know who Macklemore is. Bro. First of all, you could talk about our listeners with that awful, awful, uh, and just put that on them and tell them that they don't know what they do know, okay? But also, originally, this was just a, a, an open question of, is Macklemore famous? No, no. No, that was not. The original question was, what percentage of our listeners know who Macklemore is? A much higher percentage than whatever it is that you think. I said one-fourth. You, you don't said something like know what fixer-upper is? I mean, what what kind of... Are you even living in the country here? I mean, full to be fully transparent here, I have made a decision in my personal life that uh, engaging in pop culture, things like that, is nothing but a productivity sucker and something that turns your mind into mush. It doesn't turn it into mush, but it shuts it off. And let me tell you, neutral is the best position for the brain. I've it's never experienced such a thing. One, it's because you don't watch. you got to just watch and just shut it down. Just oh, let it man. wash over you. Tell like, people who we are so I can make a correction like before we go to these Laying in a river. It is time for our ESPN roundtable. Make a correction. Uh, we were saying it's Camden Casper in the first. It's actually Camden Capser. Excuse me. Apologies oh. to Ka- Cameron. Just read it just like it was the... Normal word, but in fact, re-looking at his Twitter, re-watching his film, which is impressive, <laughs> it's Capser. So, What's sorry, it, what is it when you get the letters turned around you can't read because you get the... Dyslexic. Uh, yeah, well, is it the dyslexic people untie, right? Isn't that mm-hmm. the, the bumper sticker? Yep. Instead of Unite, everybody get it? Okay. Time for ESPN Roundtable. It's a two-for-one today. We're pumped up about this. The Roundtable is brought to us by our friends over at Paradise Falls, boys and girls. Paradise Falls is a hot spot now for uh, sports betting. You want to lay a little action down, you got to be at the place. The place is Paradise Falls, so get over there and check that out. Two for one here for you today. The Little Sullivan Award uh, honoring the best amateur athlete in the state of Montana each year, giving away, what, 55 years into this culture are we now on the yeah, Little since, Sullivan since Award? Since 1965. Uh, was given away at uh, just two of them, male and female athlete, and this week, uh, or this year, Catherine Rousseau, who's a just phenomenal, a an Olympic-level swimmer. You'll hear more from her about this in a moment. But uh, from Butte High, who's now swimming for The Ohio State University, is the female recipient, Gresh Jones, who's a wrestler. We'll hear from him in just a moment. Uh, he got the one for the male side. But Catherine Rousseau, phenomenal to talk to. And I'll tell you what, uh, don't tell me that this this individual is like 18, 19 years of age. This this. I mean, she's probably got my vote to replace Ruth Ginsburg in the in the Supreme Court today. <laughs> you know what I mean, RBG? So here here you go, uh, our ESPN roundtable with Catherine Rousseau, swimmer out of Butte now at OSU. Well, happy now to welcome in on the Rangish Brothers RV phone line on our ESPN roundtable, a swimmer who won the Little Sullivan Award as the top amateur athlete for women in the state of Montana, Catherine Rousseau from Butte High School, now a freshman at The Ohio State University. Catherine, hello. Thank you for being here. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys doing? We're doing excellent very much. How, how long did it take before you had to really emphasize the the in front of Ohio State, right? That's like really important, isn't it, now that you're a Buckeye? Oh, absolutely. As soon as I gave my verbal commitment, I was so proud to say that I was going to the Ohio State University. That's right. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, let's talk about this. First of all, congratulations. Again, the, the Little Sullivan Award handed out to the top amateur male and female uh, amateur athletes in the state of Montana or from the state of Montana. And you uh, have been one of the top swimmers, in fact, the top swimmer in the state in terms of what you do throughout your entire high school particularly the sprints can i call them sprints right the 50 yard freestyle butterfly etc what got you into what got you into swimming to start um so i actually did a couple different sports when i was younger and growing up um i was in swim lessons for a while and i kind of outgrew that and my 
swim instructor suggested trying out the swim team. I went to the first day of swim practice. I was, I think, seven years old, and I just started crying to my mom. I was like, I'm not going to do this. This looks horrible. You can't make me swim. <laughs> so my mom picked me up, and she threw me into the water, and she left. So my only option was to start swimming. So ever since then, I've just been swimming. A true butte story. <laughs> just my mom butte story, threw right. me into the pool. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, talk about the development aspect of it in Butte, because I think that in Montana, there's been some great high school swimmers, but so many of them have come from mostly Billings, Bozeman, Missoula. It's been rare that we've had the elite swimmers come out of the mining city. So what was your development process like? I mean, did you have specific coaches that helped you reach this high level you've reached? Or how did you get to the point where you're this nationally elite swimmer? Yes. So I I started off swimming for the Butte Tarpons, and I was on there for about four years and the team eventually ended up there were some things falling apart with it. So the team, I don't think that they're, I don't think that the Butarbans are technically a team associated with USA swimming anymore. So after that, I started driving to Bozeman a couple times a week. I was in sixth grade when we started this. So my mom, God bless her, started driving me to Bozeman to train. And I pretty much did that all from sixth grade up until I graduated high school. The last Three years I've been training with the Bozeman Brookies, um, coached by Katie Flickema, and she's been absolutely amazing. She coached me to qualifying for the Olympic trials. I honestly credit so much of my success with her because she not only pushed me physically, but she took the time to really work on developing the mental aspect of swimming, which is so important. So she was so influential in that. What is the mental aspect of swimming? Explain that to people because I think that, I mean, I think that studying Michael Phelps and some of the great swimmers, it is absolutely a key, but some people might not think of that element of the sport. What goes into preparing yourself mentally as a swimmer? Yeah, absolutely. So to, I mean, really preparing yourself mentally, so much of swimming is what you do in practice. And you can say that with many other sports, absolutely. But swimming isn't like, um, some of those sports where you can kind of just go through the motions and like learn the technique and kind of just practice it to get better at swimming. You absolutely just have to sit down and just swim and you have to push yourself in every single set. And that's something that makes it makes or breaks a swimmer realistically. And it's incredibly hard to get to the point where you can really sit down and realize I have to push myself as hard as I can on this set. So I struggled for a while, especially when I was younger, my coach would give me these sets and I was like, this is, ridiculously challenging. I can't do this. And so over the years of working with my coach, Katie, she's gotten me to the point where I can look at a set and be like, this is going to be hard, but I know that I can, that I can do this. And so that translates also to me, especially if, you know, things aren't necessarily going well. I noticed the mental training was a huge aspect of me qualifying for the Olympic trials because when I swam the race in prelims, it didn't go as well as I had expected. And I was definitely upset about that, but to be able to bounce back from that and, you know, really rely on the training that I've been doing both mentally and physically was how I was able to qualify for the trials and finals that day. Catherine Rousseau joining us. She won the Little Sullivan Award as the top female athlete in the state of Montana. She's at Ohio State University swimming there in her freshman year. Let's talk more about the the Olympic trials and where we're at in this interesting Olympic cycle, right? It's been pushed back a year. Uh, does, that, does that benefit you in a certain way to give you an extra year of, of, of training, of preparation and so forth? Or where are we at as far as, as that goes? Absolutely. Pushing it back a year has been extremely beneficial for me. One of the things that was a struggle training in Montana, is, as I said previously, I drove to Bozeman to train. So I was practicing about six times a week and that was pretty much, I was lift, I was um, weight training a little bit outside of that too, um, twice a week at a gym at home. Um, and that it worked. It obviously, I you know I qualified for the Olympic trials. I was able to um, come and tr- swim for the Ohio state university. So what I was doing worked, but coming to Ohio State, it's going to be a completely different way of training. It's higher intensity, more yardage. I'm going to be in the pool, I think, nine to ten times a week, lifting three times a week. And it's going to be way different than anything I've ever done before. And additionally, I'm not having to do the 86-mile drive before every practice. So I think that by moving the Olympics back a year, it absolutely worked out to benefit for my benefit. I think that I will be able to go into the trials much more prepared than I was previously. 
so interesting to me that the state of Montana now has produced two elite, like Olympic-level female swimmers in yourself, and obviously Catherine Burkoff as well, who's now at North, Car- North Carolina State. What was it like to, to have the two of you competing at roughly the same time, and were you rivals? Were you friends? Did you care or not care about the other one being there? Was there anything like you know that sort of competition, knowing that there was another you know nationally and even globally elite swimmer uh, in the state along with you as you were coming up? It was amazing to be able to grow up competing with Catherine Burkoff. She is by far, I've always said that she has every reason in the world to not be humble. And she is one of the most humble people I've ever met in my life. See, I'm exactly the opposite. No reason to be cocky and just as arrogant as I can be, you know? So it takes both kinds, you know, Catherine? (laughs) Absolutely. But no, Catherine Burkoff is amazing. And it was such a privilege to be able to grow up competing with her. I wouldn't, we were on it, like we were friends. It wasn't really a rivalry, it was a friendship. And she was always the first person there to, you know, congratulations, like this is so exciting. She is one of the most supportive people that I have ever met in my life. She is truly an incredible person. Talk to us about the community of Butte. I mean, Butte is one of the proudest towns in America, honestly. And I think that they support their athletes like nobody else. Uh, And Montanans are like that as well, just in general. But you're sort of like this one of the first people in this sport to sort of pioneer your rise to this elite level. So what's it been like growing up in Butte and just having that community back you um, in something that's maybe different than what they're used to? Oh, it was definitely, it was very cool to be able to grow up in Butte having kind of this surrounding me. I remember when I was coming in my freshman year and swimming, I've done it for years, but it's definitely not something that's talked about at kind of the club level. So I was swimming for years at the club level, and I came into high school, and nobody really, you know, followed swimming. Nobody was really expecting anything. So that was, I mean, that's a huge memory in my head is thinking back on nobody really knew my name, and then coming out of freshman year, I was able to walk away with two state championships, and now people know my name. It was really an incredible experience, and especially grew up, like, Throughout the four years, I remember my senior year, there was a girl on on a club team who came up to me and she was like, oh, are you Catherine Russo? And I was like, yes, yeah, yeah, that's me. And I was able to sit down and just talk to her about swimming and her goals and what I've done to get to this point. And it's been amazing to come from a town that is so supportive of its athletes. And I'm so thankful that I was able to. What got you to Ohio State? Well, you know, I know that there was, you know, a lot of different options for somebody at the level that you're at. So what was it specifically about Ohio State and Columbus that you were like, this is where I want to go? Ohio State is, it's honestly just amazing. I'm going to start there. The coaching staff here is incredible. And they were able to look at me and say, you know, you are good where you are now but we are going to be able to develop you to a whole different swimmer. And we're going to be able to take you up to uh, up to times that you never thought possible. The coaching staff is amazing. The team atmosphere is incredible. And I, I love the girls that I've been able to meet so far. And it's just, it's such a fun training environment and that we push each other, but it's not competitive. Like we push each other because we know it makes our team better as a whole. And that's been such a fun thing to be a part of. Additionally, academics has always been incredibly important to me. I come from a family that's always pushed academics above almost everything else. So Ohio State had many opportunities there. I've been so thankful to, I've been able to go through the Honors College, which has been awesome as I plan on attending medical school. Um, The hospital that Ohio State's medical school is through is walking distance from the pool. So that provides so many more opportunities as well. And honestly, I love the city of Columbus. I, you know, grew up in view its population of about 30,000 and I was ready for some kind of a change to experience something new. And it's, um, being able to live in Columbus has been so much fun so far. There are so many things to do that you can, you know, especially given the time you can social distance and still go and find things that are entertaining to do with your friends. Ohio state, when I really sat back and weighed my options, just really stuck out to me in that I felt like this could be a home and I loved the people who I was going to be around. 
Well, one of the main things to do there usually is go to a football game, but that's not happening right <laughs> now. I, I'm sure that, I mean, I'm sure that wasn't maybe a, a huge part of the draw, but part of the draw, at least, I mean, just experiencing what that whole game day atmosphere is like. What's the atmosphere like on campus now? Because I know everybody's kind of hungry to get back. Sounds like the Big Ten is going to make a move too. But I mean, is that something that's being talked about, you know, in the dorms and on campus life? Oh, it's definitely being talked about, especially with the swim team. You know, when the Big Ten announced that they were bringing football back, we were so excited. You know, we're excited to be able to get a TV. And while we're not necessarily sure if we'll be able to attend the games yet, it's going to be a bonding experience for our team nonetheless because we're going to get a TV. Everybody's going to watch together, and it's we're going to make the most of the situation, which is another reason why I love this team. We're going to send the last five minutes here to the admissions office at Ohio State and see if we can't get you some royalties out of their marketing department, okay? Because you've done a great job selling this place, the Ohio State University, the state of Montana over here. I'm telling you what. Uh, Catherine, we really appreciate the time. Wish you the absolute best. I mean, you one month you've been over there in Columbus starting school your freshman year, uh, both the swimming side and the academic side like you talked about, and, and then in tracking the Olympic dream as well. So we look forward to just watching how it develops for you over there and wish you the absolute best and we'll we'll catch up with you along down the line okay okay thank you so much what a gal unbelievable perfect score on her acts you ever would have guessed listen to that interview no I think you she probably got a perfect score on every test she's ever yeah. taken in yeah. fact this is a fun one though two-part espn roundtable espn roundtable presented by paradise falls here in missoula go check out paradise falls right now they have great specials for both breakfast lunch and dinner Great place to watch games, whatever you got going on, whether it's sports or you want a family atmosphere, Paradise Falls has got you covered. Gresh Jones, the male winner of the Little Sullivan Award for top amateur athlete in Montana, who is one of the rare four-time state champions at uh, Sydney High School, and they took his talents to Minnesota. He actually wrestled under Brandon Egan. Brandon Egan, a former Little Sullivan Award winner himself All back right. in 1995, Sydney, Montana native himself. And then because of a major change, Gresh Jones, they got rid of the kinesiology program in Minnesota. So he decided he was going to come a little bit closer to home. Came to Dickinson State in Dickinson, North Dakota. He was a two-time All-American, placed at the National Beat twice for the Blue Hawks. And uh, overall, great kid. Also an outstanding student, a, a great person when it comes to community service. And an awesome wrestler, too. Here's Gresh Jones. Gresh, thank you so much for being with us. Congratulations on the award. Let's talk a little bit about your life as a wrestler. You grew up in Sydney, and you're one of two Sydney Eagles, that is a four-time state individual champion. How did you get into wrestling, and what made it the thing that you were able to really sink your teeth into and excel? Yeah, uh, ever since I think I got into wrestling when I was about four years old, my parents dropped me off at the Sydney AAU club practice, and I've been wrestling ever since. And the, the AAU program in Sydney is really, really good, and they, they develop kids super well, and you get shows with all the kids that their high school program has won three state titles in a row. And we've, we've always been in the top couple, top two or three every, every year I was in high school too. So they're, they're just top notch over there. It's so funny. Cause you think about Montana and the, the towns that dot Montana all the way across the board. And you have towns that are certainly like, like Dillon. That's just a football town. You know, Great Falls was a football town for a long time too. And you have yeah. towns that are basketball towns, even volleyball towns. I'm a Huntley project, definitely a volleyball town. But there's, it's a distinct dynamic when it's a wrestling town. And Sydney, absolutely a wrestling town. How did that influence you, though, growing up in a place? Because you mentioned, I mean, Guy Melby's been at Sydney forever and ever and a Hall of Fame coach, one of the greatest coaches in any sport in Montana high school history. How much of that influenced you and your love for the sport? Quite a bit. I mean, growing up, I had a lot of, a lot of role models to look up that have went through the program. Uh, like the Melby's, all his sons I knew pretty well, and they have uh, came and wrestled with me when I was in high school and everything. So I've known them a lot and got to know them even better now that I'm out of uh, high school and college. But Guy Melby growing up was a huge influence, uh, influence for me. He, he did weight training classes and was a shop teacher and my head wrestling coach for so long, and I got really close with him. And around when I was like a freshman, sophomore, I kind of, knew that I wanted to end up being a head coach just like him someday and pursue a wrestling career, and that's that's what I'm going for. So, Becoming a four-time state champion in Montana, something that I think most high school wrestlers dream of, but very, very few have ever achieved. I think less than 50 guys in all classification levels have ever been four-time state champions. What's the most challenging part about pursuing four straight 
state titles in wrestling? I mean, wrestling is a super tough sport mentally, so the mental side of it's a big, big part that a lot of people really struggle with. And I've had such a good support program from my parents to my grandparents to my brothers, sisters, and uh, all my other friends and family that have just been amazing with support and helping me out and keeping my head straight. And I can't thank them enough for everything that they've done for me. So I made it pretty easy with uh, having such a good support, always telling me I can do it and that I, I'll end up being great someday. And uh, my uh, my friends and family, I would say, are just the biggest things for me with that. It was the wrestling will come over time. It's just the mental side was the most difficult. Gresh Jones joining us. He has just won the Little Sullivan Award for being the uh, number one male amateur athlete from the state of Montana this year. And when you graduated from Sydney, Gresh, you went to the University of Minnesota and you're wrestling in the Big Ten and you're there and you're doing it. But also the major that you wanted to go into was ultimately dropped at the university. And so you moved over to uh, Dickinson State and finished your career there in North Dakota. But what was that like where you know you want to pursue, you know, some teaching and some physical education stuff that you had going at, at, at Minnesota? but also you're wrestling at the top collegiate level, right? I mean, in the Big Ten, and now you're shifting, you know, over to Dickinson State into the NAIA. What went into that decision, and what was that like for you? Yeah, that was, it's been a crazy experience, my college career. Going over to Minnesota right away, that's that's exactly what I wanted to do ever since I was a freshman. I, my goal was always Minnesota and go to a D1 school, and that's what I did. I went there for a year and a semester, and, it was, it was great. I mean, I loved it. The competition was awesome. My partners were awesome, and you got to see so many great wrestlers and coaches there. I just really wanted to focus on my schooling, and I was in doing kinesiology at the time, and I knew that wasn't for sure what I wanted to do. I wanted to be a physical education teacher and a coach, and they, that wasn't going to get me there right away. And I knew my brother, who I'm super close with, was going to graduate that year and head to Dickinson. And I talked to him about it, and his choices were between Dickinson and Mary, and I, I told him, wherever you go, I'll be there with you. And we've been living together ever since, and our sports careers have done pretty well. So That's awesome. How cool is it to have you know a, a brother, like you said, that you're close with, and you can pretty much go anywhere and just be at home, right? Because the two of you together, you're just kind of going to make it when, as you go through your college life together and now even your post-college life as your student teaching now. Yeah, it's... It's awesome. I mean, I've lived with him for the last three years, and one of his high school buddies is living with us, and my fiance is living with us as well. So it's just a great time, and I couldn't ask for better roommates, especially with my brother being here and watching him through his sports and everything and supporting him, and he's supporting mine and now supporting my student teaching and my coaching and uh, teaching career. So it's, it's great. Okay, hot seat here. Is it easier to live with your brother or your fiance? Definitely my fiance. Oh man! Okay, <laughs> right answer, right answer there. I, uh, I I appreciate that. Sometimes you get toothbrushes mixed up, you know, and it's a real problem. So I I don't know. I want to presume anything here. <laughs> oh yeah, no, we're we're both pretty clean. My little my little brother Trace is he lives upstairs and we're downstairs, so we don't have to deal with that too much. <laughs> <laughs> well, Gresh, it seems to me that um, of all the sports the combat sports like wrestling and, and maybe martial arts to a certain extent, this mixed martial arts certainly uh, takes mm-hmm. a, 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 the full breadth of dedication. Uh, it, it takes hard work to be elite in any sport, but you can also get by on natural talent in a lot of different sports, but wrestling particularly, you have to sort of make it a lifestyle. I mean, you have to be disciplined to every element of the sport pretty much throughout. How has that experience for you being a lifelong wrestler influenced just your everyday life? I mean, huge. I mean, it goes into everything you do every day, your workout schedule, your waking up schedule, your eating habits, everything. I mean, I remember in high school and even the start of middle school, my parents, they would always have that certain time of the year when wrestling is coming around. We always ate a little healthier and just slowly worked into it. And then in high school, you really started thinking about your eating habits and your sleep schedule. And now, now that I'm just finishing up college, I'm really, really noticing that in my everyday life, how I want to wake up at a certain time. I want to go work out and then coach and then get my teaching in as well. And it's just, it's crazy how it fits in, but now it's, it's an everyday thing for me. So 
Gresh Jones joining us. He is the uh, recipient of this year's Little Sullivan Award for the number one amateur athlete from the state of Montana. And it's it's interesting, Gresh, especially in a state like Montana where all we have is amateur athletics. That's a major, major award. It's a huge uh, a feather in the cap. And congratulations again for What was your reaction when you found out that you, you had won the, uh, the, the Little Sullivan Award this year? I was really excited, especially... I mean, when I found out my little brother was winning the Eastern A Award for the rest of the year there, I mean, that doesn't get a whole lot better than that. And I mean, growing up, I knew guys like Trent Sprankle and Jade Rouser, and I always seen that they won this award, and now I'm in there uh, the same place as them, and that's just crazy to think about because growing up, I was always like idolizing them and thinking I want to be just like those guys, and now I'm in the same spot as them, which is really cool. Well, I know Dickinson's not not far from Montana, but do the people in Dickinson, do they have respect for you winning this big-time Montana award? Yeah, I, I mean, right now I'm student teaching and coaching, so I haven't got to see all my other the coaches at the Dickinson State or anything, and they haven't got to congratulate me really yet, but they've been posting on Twitter and Instagram, and the, the support here in Dickinson's crazy, and it's awesome. I mean, everyone's so close here. Everybody knows everybody, and... I mean, they're they're awesome. I've got a bunch of phone calls and texts saying congrats, so I can't complain about that at all. It's been awesome. We're getting down to it in terms of uh, making a transition in your overall life. So what's next for you? Well, once you get done with this last little bit of school, well, what's next for Gus Jones? I'll get done in December, and then hopefully I'll get a couple more job offers of being a coach somewhere, and, and then my uh, fiancé will graduate at the end of this next year as well. So we'll be moving moving sometime very soon, and we're getting married next uh, summer as well, June 19th, over in Billings. So it's, it's going to be a crazy year of uh, transitioning, getting a house, getting married, finding a new job and a, head, a new wrestling program, wherever that takes us. So it's, I'm super excited. Well, Gresh, congratulations on all of it, on, on, on the engagement, on getting married, on finishing school, and certainly on this award, uh, a, a cap to your athletic career as a wrestler and a start to your career uh, in in the, in school and in wrestling and coaching in general. So we appreciate you being with us and wish you nothing but the best, all right? Yeah, thank you very much for having me. You bet. There you go. Gresh Jones, the male recipient of the Little Sullivan Award, second member of our ESPN roundtable this week. Our thanks to he and uh, and to uh, Catherine as well for joining us. We appreciate both of them for being on the roundtable this week. The roundtable presented by Paradise Falls. Paradise Falls on the south end of Missoula near the intersection of Brooks and Reserve Street. Spectacular location. You know where it's at. I mean, it's been been there forever, an institution in the city of Missoula, and still not a lot of options on the south end of town, and it's as good as it gets. Indoor, outdoor, great time of year to sit out in the afternoon on the patio, maybe take a look outside on the gazebo, be covered, but still be able to have a great view. Multiple rooms inside, and yes, every single professional sport in North America is being played right now. I mean, you kidding me? NHL, NFL, NBA, MLB, all of it rolling through. College football is on and they got high school games as well. You want to watch high school games around the state of Montana? Go to Paradise Falls. You can also lay down a wager if you care to. They're a hot spot for a new Missoula sports betting, so you can go to Paradise Falls and uh, put a little action on it as well. Rotating beer tap handles, 18 of them. Great Great menu, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. They got a happy hour. They got a great late happy hour as well. Everything you ever needed from a sports bar and grill, they got it at Paradise Falls. Paradise Falls, Missoula's coolest hot spot. For unquestionably committed coverage of Montana, Montana State, and Big Sky Conference athletics from a homegrown local source, you can count on Skyline Sports. The grassroots news-gathering organization is owned and operated by Coulter and Brooks Nuanas, a pair of Missoula natives and University of Montana graduates. For the best sports journalism in the state, you can choose to buy local when you choose to buy Skyline Sports. For $8 a month or $90 a year, you can get the best coverage available at SkylineSportsMT.com. Skyline Sports, every day, every season. Welcome back to Tell Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Great to be with you on this Wednesday afternoon. Getting you set for Game 4, the Eastern Conference Finals, and yes, Game 3, the Stanley Cup Final as well. 
to tell Nuanas. Glad to be along board with you. Uh, if you missed anything in the show, listen on the podcast. The To Tell Nuanas podcast is available wherever you get your podcast. Rate, review, subscribe. You got podcasts whenever you want them. All day long, as far as the eye can see. The podcast available thanks to Blackfoot Communications. Coulter, tonight it is game four, the Eastern Conference Finals in the NBA. The Boston Celtics got a win they had to have after being down 0-2. It is one the series, of course, now 2-1 in favor of the Miami Heat. The Celtics are a three-and-a-half point favorite in this basketball game. I know you like the Heat overall in this series. What do you think about tonight? Well, I thought that the storyline coming out of game two with the Celtics being mad at each other in the locker room or whatever was so dumb. I, well, I thought it was dumb that it was spun as if this was some sort of negative. Right. Because the Celtics played like a team that were mad at each other, led by the guy who was the one that was most mad, Marcus Smart. That's how he's going to be. That's how. That's what he is. Yeah. He's one of the most aggressive players in the league. I, I love him. I think he's such a great tone setter. And I think he'll be the key again tonight because I think that the only way that the Celtics can beat the Heat is if they match their toughness. Because the Celtics have as much, if not better, talent. I mean, you're kind of one for the other, right? I mean, if Jalen Brown plays really well, that gives the Celtics a huge advantage. they got to figure out a way to guard Bam for sure. But on paper, these teams are pretty evenly matched. Yes, very. But... The, the, the edge that the Heat can definitively have is in the toughness department unless Marcus Smart sets the tone because he's just inherently tougher than some of the Celtics' main guys. And that, I think that's what it's going to take. It's going to take Marcus Smart t- setting the tone early and my or, uh, Boston trying to dictate the tempo of this game as opposed to Miami having their way. Well, we will uh, send you out to the bubble for game four. This as soon as we're done here. Pre-game starts right here at the top of the hour, five minutes from now. Opening tip at 6.30 on uh, ESPN television if you're looking for it. Also, game three of the NHL Stanley Cup final is tonight. It is the Tampa Bay Lightning and Dallas Stars. Tampa Bay, Dallas split a game apiece. Uh, Dallas, the underdog in this series, uh, and uh, got the first, you know, got a win in that first game. Tampa, three goals in the first, oh, about 12, 13 minutes of, uh, of game two, and then held on because the Stars came back, scored a couple of goals in the third period, made it very, very close, but ultimately were not able to to get all the way back into it. So we got ourselves a real series in the Stanley Cup final as well, which is great. Do yourself a favor, my friends. And Coulter, this is for you. One period. Give it 20 minutes and just... But but focus. Shut your computer. Get your phone out of there. Give me 20 minutes of NHL Stanley Cup final hockey. Either the first or the third period would be my offering to you on that. But the first for sure will be great. The third, the third, if it's close, will be even better. If it's not close, it won't be as good. So you want a sure thing, do the first period, do that. In any case, enjoy the basketball. Enjoy the uh, Eastern Conference Final Game 4, this thing. Who you got tonight? Man, I don't know who I got tonight, actually. Well, you got 10 seconds to make a decision. Celtics. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 